you'll go to Malachi. <coughs> Excuse me. It's it's the uh, Ohio allergies. That, that's that's the truth, actually. It, is it? Is it really? Oh, it, yeah, it, oh man. Especially when the weather starts doing what it's doing, it's like you go from hot to cold to hot to cold to hot to cold. And uh, the longer you live life, <coughs> I'm sorry. Go to Malachi chapter one and, uh, and keep your keep your um, Bibles handy. So let's pray. And then I'm going to show you something from God's Word. And then uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we sure do love you. We thank you for this time. And, and God, I'm excited about your, the truth of your Word. And Lord, we just know that when your Word goes out, you promised that it would accomplish uh, whithersoever it went, it goes. And to the purpose and the intent that you have it. And Lord, I just praise you and thank you for everything that you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, I can tell you that preaching during COVID in an empty auditorium, man, probably some of the best times preaching ever uh, because nobody disagreed with you. Nobody said, hey, I don't like your sermon. Nobody would stop you after the church service. It was like, I could do what I love, preach, get in my truck, and go to the house. So in Malachi chapter 1, and if we could just kind of look at it this way, the relationship that God was sharing with his people um, had become one that it had gone past disobedience because there is a difference between disobedience and dishonoring. And the, the, the relationship had come down, look at verse number six. A son, what, what is the next one? Malachi 1, 6. What is that next word? A son, what? Honoreth his father and a servant his master. And the Lord said this to his people, if I then be a father... Where is mine what? Honor. honor. Do you know that it is possible to somewhat obey without honoring? But you cannot honor without obeying. And these are two different things. It's like the young man that his mama said, you sit down. And uh, he sat down and then he said, Mama, I may be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. There is something about us. There's a hidden part of us. The Bible says a child is known by their doings. And there is a hidden part of us that only we know if we are honoring the Lord. And in the book of Malachi, Malachi is the very last book of the cha- of last book of the Old Testament, and the book of Malachi is reflective or it's telling us what this relationship has come down to. This relationship had come down to no honor. In fact, he says there in Malachi chapter 1 He said uh, they were offering blind for the sacrifice, verse number eight. They, verse number seven, they had polluted bread. The Lord's table had become contemptible. And then he says this, take the same way that you think you're honoring me. So they were still coming to the table. They were still bringing a sacrifice. What kind of honor would it be if we went to the meal and then all of a sudden the food was cold? Yeah. Right? The meat was half cooked and the servers were just plopping it on our plate. Yeah. Right. Or they didn't have any gloves and they reached in and took the meat and did like that. Mm -hmm. Question. Were they serving us? Yes. Were we eating? Yes. But what? No, no, no. We wouldn't be eating at that point. But, but was it honoring? No, no. And this is the relationship they had. So they, and he he says this to them in chapter one, and I find it very interesting. 
In Malachi chapter 1, he says in verse number 8, he said, offer it now unto your governors. And would your governors be pleased? Do you know it is amazing that sometimes we treat total strangers better than we do our own. And there is something about if the governor was coming, if the president was coming, if a city official was coming, do you know what we would do? We'd clean up everything. We'd straighten up everything. We would look our best. Why? Because that is honoring. It's just the way it is. You know what God was saying to them? Our relationship has come down to this. Yes, you still come to the table. Yes, you still call me your father. But there is no honor. And it just keeps getting worse. But look at what the very last verse of the Old Testament is. The very last verse of the Old Testament, the last three verses, he said, Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And here is the per- here was God's desire. To turn, and he shall turn the heart of the father to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. You know what the, we know what the, what the goal was? The goal was this, and the desire of God was this, I just want this relationship back. So, you know, every one of us, the longer you live, the more your relationship just might not be what it needs to be. So if I were to ask you right now, is your relationship with the Lord right now, what, is it as good as it once was? Was there a time that you and the Lord were closer? Was there a time that you just didn't obey, you honored the Lord in what you did? When I was reading the Bible and in my quiet time, I'm like everybody else, I'll start in Genesis, right? And then I'll start reading, and when I get to Malachi in my reading Bible, I had come to this point right here. In the ribbon in my study Bible, I do the exact same thing. I will put it where I'm going to read next. And so when I got done, my ribbons flipped over like that. And then I thought, okay, I'm done. And, and this isn't going well with God and his people, right? It's not going well. It's like going terrible. And then I flipped all the way back to Genesis chapter 1. So I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to hold Malachi and hold Genesis and hold them right, right like this. Get them sandwiched just like this. All right, you got it? Okay, you got it? Just like this. Do you see that part? That's our, fam- our spiritual family's history. That, that's a lot of history right there. That's a lot of interaction between God and His people. And can I ask you a question? <clears throat> did it get better? Mm-hmm. No, sir. Or did it get worse? worse? It got worse. And you know what's really crazy about this? Is when I got to this point in reading the Bible, <clears throat> when I got to this point in reading the Bible, and Pastor, I was like, man, man, our family got worse through time. They didn't get better. I got prepared for the next day, so so look what I did. I simply turned it back to Genesis, and I took my ribbon, and I put it here. And no matter how bad it got back here, guess what I was getting ready to do the next day? Start all over again. 
Do you know, would you read the very first verse of the Bible? Look at it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Look at what condition was the heaven and the earth in. And the earth was without form, and what? Void, and darkness was upon the face of the face of the deep. Can I tell you that the relationship that God, that man shared with God, was in the same condition at the end that it was at the beginning. The only difference would be this. Do you know if you'll let God do in your heart right now that he did in the beginning? Because no matter how formless your relationship is with the Lord, and no matter how void your relationship is with the Lord, and no matter how dark your relationship is with the Lord, do you know what the Lord has this unique ability to do? He has been in this position before. He has been where darkness was. He has been where there was a void. And sometimes as a believer and as a Christian, a child of God, we can get to where we are not as close and we're empty. Well, I will tell you this, that if you'll go back and let God do again what he did the very first time. And if you're going, if you and I are going to let that happen, there are several things that you need to know. The first one is this. Are you ready? There's the preparation for God to recreate in our life. What is that preparation? Look at it. And the earth was without what? Form. Form. Void. And dark. Do you know what the preparation is? You're going to have to humble yourself and admit, I'm not where I need to be. You're gonna, at some point, a Christian has to stop. And that's why you have preaching. And that's why the invitations were given. And that's why all of a sudden the piano plays. You want to know why? Because the sermon is put out there. And then our job is to look at what is preached, our relationship with the Lord, and say this, I am not where I need to be. Prepare for God to recreate something in us. It comes down to this. God... I'm, I'm, I'm not where I need to be. Listen to what the word says. James chapter 4 and verse, in verse number 10. Humble yourselves yes, sir. in the sight of the Lord. 1 Peter 5, 6. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God. If God's hand could recreate create the first time, he can recreate you and I. So if you ever find yourself to where... I'm not honoring the Lord like I should. I'm just going through the motions. I don't want to be this way. Then the preparation for this is you have to humble yourself. Do you know the hardest thing somebody ever does is bow a knee at an altar in front of people. The hardest thing anybody does if you are prideful. But if we know and we finally admit it doesn't matter what anybody else says. I know me. And I know I have to fix this. But watch this. That's the preparation. Because once, once you humble, look at what God used to create the first time. The power behind creation is God's word. Look what it says there in verse number two. And the earth was without form, void, darkness, right? Look, look, and, and, and you have, look at verse number three. And God, what? Said. There are two things going on here. And God, what? Said. But look in verse number two, what moved. 
What was moving? The Spirit of God was moving. Yes, sir. And you have the Word of God. The great thing about you and I right now is this. We hold in our hand the Word of God. But without the Spirit of God, this is what makes this make sense. And so the Spirit of God's going to move, and then you take what God said. I'll tell you, if you want writing down verses, write this down. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Ephesians 6.17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. Yes, sir. You know, you know the weapon of choice for the Holy Spirit is the Word of God. Amen. You know what He does? That's His sword. And when God goes to recreate us, and anybody at any time can get back to that relationship you want to be, you just have to come to Him and say, I'm, I'm not all I need to be. Don't come on your goodness, come on your darkness. Don't come on your accomplishments, come on what's void. Because there may be something, you know, it's not good enough. Sometimes Kelly, and every husband I think does this. What do you mean I don't love you? I put a roof over your head. I work hard. I give you this. I'm faithful to you. What do you mean I don't love you? What is she trying to say? There's no connect. And you may say you love me, but here's what it comes down to. I'm not feeling like I'm special. That's why God used the word honor. You know what honor is? Honor is when now this person is somebody special. And if God has lost his specialness in your life, then you're going to have to come back and admit it. You're you're going to have to come back and go, look, I may do these things, but God, you and I know that these things don't come from a heart of honor. And then all of a sudden, what God will do, when you approach God's word with humility, then the spirit of God and the word of God will start working in you. Here's what people say. Where do I need to read? Read anywhere. Because here's why. The word of God is so quick and powerful and sharpening to a sword that you can read in the Chronicles. What's that? Leviticus? Is that the one with all the, who has all the begats? Which one has all the begats? Numbers. Numbers. How many know what I'm talking about? It starts your January out, and you're like, you're going to read the Bible, and then you get to all the fat boy created, this fat boy in the back, you got this. I, don't need, I can't even say these people's names, right? You're like, well, here we go. Let me tell you something. God's Word is so powerful that it doesn't matter where you read. The Spirit of God is going to start building you on the inside. That, that's like preach on the love of God for a month, several, several years ago, and a lady said, all you talk about is money. Every other word's money. It's like, that's not true. If every other word was money, it would go like this. High money, how money, our money, you money, doing money, glad money, your money, here money, today money. Every other word's not money. But you know why she thought it was? Because she wasn't tied. And the Spirit of God, all you got to do is open that thing and just unleash it. And it doesn't matter where you're reading at, the Spirit of God's going to go back and find what you're guilty of or what you need to grow in and the Spirit of God will start working on you back here when you're really reading up here. That's the Spirit of God. Or has the preacher ever said something 
And you're like, who told them? Right? Somebody's got, somebody's got, pick, somebody's got cameras and, and microphones in my car. Like, who told them? Nobody did. That is the Spirit of God. So if your relationship is one of no honor, then guess what? You're going to find out that first you have to recognize your void. That's the preparation. Then you have to understand the only power to get this done is the Spirit of God and God's Word. But the third thing I want to tell you is this. You have to understand the parameters. All of a sudden, look what was created. On, on verse number three. And God said, let there be what? Light. Genesis 1-3. And let there be what? Light. And there was light. Look at this. And God saw the light that it was good. And God did what, please? Divided. You are not... Here, here's what happens. You ready? Our lines get blurred between what honors the Lord and what doesn't honor the Lord. And we all of a sudden create this false narrative like we do with the people around you that, well, he won't mind. He'll understand. It's okay. As much as I hate to say this, y'all, there cannot be gray areas. I'm a gray. It pains me to say that. <laughs> but you're going to find out that God puts a difference. This is light. This is darkness. And where you know somebody's starting to blur it, when they go, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Let me say something. My mom and my dad, there are a lot of subjects they never spoke on, but I knew how they felt about it. Want to know why? Because I knew them. And there are some things, well, your mama didn't say you couldn't do that. I said, let me tell you something. Bob Gray went home right now and told my mom I was going to do that. She'd look at me and she'd go, you're an idiot. What are you doing? And she said, no gray of mine, no son of mine is going to do that. But I've never heard her weigh in or talk about that subject ever. But I know Leanne Gray well enough to know her nature. She's not going to put up with it. And when God starts recreating you, you do not live a life of, I don't know, maybe he would love. Maybe he would. No, no, no. It starts going, this is right and this is wrong. This is right. This is wrong. But then there's a bigger level. This would honor the Lord. This would dishonor the Lord. You see, we can either live with the right and wrong of it, or we can live with the honor and the honoring not of it. Mm. I don't want to live just on, show me in black and white why I can't do this. No. I want to live on that level of that I, I could do that. All things are lawful. But, but that, wouldn't, that wouldn't honor the Lord. That would the Lord come down and get me? No but it wouldn't honor the Lord. And I don't want a relationship based on, you didn't put in your word, Lord, so I'm not responsible. No. no. If your relationship has acted like what happened in Malachi and there is not an honoring, go back to Genesis chapter 1 and let God do again in your life what he did the first time, and that is this. Come to him and say, this, my, my part, this part of my relationship with you is not right. And Spirit of God, Word of God, start working in me. And then let God start defining it but if you'll notice, go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. What is the purpose of all this? So what is the purpose of a relationship with the Lord? It can't be just, I'm going to honor you, Lord. That's not the end. Look at Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding fruit after what? His kind. 
And then if you go all the way down, God then comes and verse number 22. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. And look at verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image created he, created he him, male and female. And God blessed them and God said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Can I tell you what the purpose of us honoring the Lord is what we're about to do? Do you know that when we honor the Lord, there's a magnet. There is a magnet that happens. You young people, when you get married, you'll understand this. But when you start honoring your mate, when you start honoring your spouse, when the guys start opening the doors for their wives, when they start treating their wife with respect, when there's a tone you use with your wife that you don't use with anybody else, there are people around you that are going to go, oh my, let me tell you something. If I was going to get married, I don't know where they learned about marriage, but, but that's the kind of marriage I want. And you know when you start honoring the Lord, you know what the Bible says? And I, if I be lifted up, I will what? Draw all men. And there is something this world is looking for. And they are looking for something that they don't have. That's why they turn everything else. And when you have a Christian that is just trying to honor the Lord with everything they have, then part of this journey is when we start replenishing. You were given the grace. It's time for us to go give the grace. That's the purpose. And then the last thing I want to tell you is this. Genesis 1.31. I like this. And this is where we, we get off track. Look at Genesis 1.31. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. Do you know that when you and I live our life, that I only care about one person's opinion? And that's him. That's all I care about. I, 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 you ask pastors. Pastors can preach to, to dozens and hundreds of people. They'll get up and they'll preach their heart out. But there's only one individual in that auditorium that they really care what their opinion is. You know who that is? Outside of the Lord, it's our wives. Because we'll drive our wives nuts. We will. We'll go and say, hey, hey, did, did that go okay? Did, 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 what, what, what did you think? Everybody else can gripe about me about what I said. But as long as my wife goes, no, no, Bob, don't worry about it. That was amazing. Because I know this about my wife. If I ever was dishonoring the Lord in the pulpit and I ever was teaching something that was not found in the book, she'd tell me. Why? Because it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the Lord. And if, and if I ever felt like I lost the respect of my wife, I, I'm telling you right now, it's like I don't, I don't want to lose that respect. And that's why when you and I live our life like this, God, when you look at my life and what you have created, I want you to step back and say, that's very good. If your life has come to the point to where all of a sudden the relationship's not where it needs to be with the Lord, you say, well, I can't undo it. You don't want to undo it. Go back and let God recreate you. Because y'all better get used to this. It's a cycle. It's always a cycle. That's why every time you read the book and every time you listen to preaching, it's always another sermon. Have you ever felt like, I've got it all good? I'm good. And then you walk in the next church and say, are you serious? Like, how did I miss that? 
Okay, you know what the Achilles heel of a husband is? Here's the Achilles heel. You ready? Your wife spends all day cleaning the house. All day cleaning the house. And I walk in and I go, hey, there's a spot over in that corner. And do you know what my wife will say? Are you serious? Like you can't say the house looks amazing. So I thought, I'm going to get her. The next time I came home, went out of town, preached for a week, came back home, I walked in and I said, the house looks amazing. She said, now I know your lines. I ain't cleaned it. <laughs> so, you know, there is something about the fact that you want the Lord. But it's true, isn't it? About the time you think, I've got it made. I, I got everything the way it needs to be. Then somebody switches from the sins of the flesh to the sins of the Spirit, and you're like, how did I miss that one? Y'all, God is in the business that He loves us, but He also tells us that's not the kind of relationship we want. Let me recreate this. And that day when I turned from Malachi, very discouraged about what the people of God were, and I went back to Genesis, I thought, man, that's exactly how God works. And uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this time that we can be together. And Lord, if there's something in my life that's not honoring to you and just displeasing to you, Lord, help me just start all over again. And I want to come to you in humility and let you know that, God, we need you. Please watch over us now. Be with what we're about to do by spreading the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pastor. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Um, we're going to get out and tell people about it. That's what we're doing next. And uh, if we do that...